This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That really is devoid of guys who can just go get a bucket, and they are dependent on three-point shooting. And the three-point shooters are not hitting. So you're going to be in trouble when that's the case. Same thing goes, you know, Mikel Bridges shooting has uh, gone down a little bit the last two games. He was 0 of 8 from three last night. They're not going to survive many games where that's the case. I mean, I think there are little tweaks and changes they could try. I don't know if Dorian Finney-Smith has earned the the minutes that he's necessarily getting game in and game out. Maybe you try Royce O'Neal, who's been better in that role. I would try Edmund Sumner um, a little bit more, you know, maybe in lieu of, of Seth Curry uh, for a little defensive presence. Or, um, uh, somebody who can actually get to the rim a little bit, tries to get to the rim uh, a little bit. But yeah, I, I think we'll see over this this next two-game stretch because they got the Cavs again. Um, and, and you know, Cleveland, will have, I'm, I'm guessing they're staying in New York over that time. So they, they come in, probably have to hang out in New York for a couple days. Maybe you can catch Cleveland. And then you got the game against the Heat. The, these Heat New York games are going to be massive. The, the Heat play the Knicks tonight. The Heat play the, the Knicks again, I believe, later this week. And the Heat play the Nets. So that will probably determine six and uh, five, six, and seven, really, if you think about it, five, six, and seven. Um, but, you know, it's not the end of the world. Um, one, because this team is not built to win it all this year, and, and we will look toward the offseason. But two, the Nets have the second easiest schedule in the NBA the, the rest of the year. So I, I think, you know, I could almost look into a crystal ball and fast forward to a future episode where instead of all the commenters going, oh, this is the worst, my eyes are bleeding, they're going, oh, who knew the Nets could do this after they, you know, wind up beating the Rockets and, and whomever. Yeah, and you can also look back, Robin, to two episodes ago when the Nets pulled out of their road trip and were in an absolutely amazing spot. Everybody was flying high. Josiah is the best owner. Let's all we need is Trey Young and we'll be perfect. It's it's the reality of being a sports fan, not even just an NBA fan, but a sports fan today where everything, especially with how like, you know, hyper filled the world is with content. The reality is that everyone is going to be able to share their takes and is going to be bombarded with different emotional takes from different sources that are reactionary and reactionary, not only to the good times, but also to the bad times. And when you are a team like the Nets, which is not a team, not anymore, that is going to be favored in every game. The past four years, if we had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the floor at the same time, unless we're playing another top team in the NBA, and that's a top, top team, we were probably favored by a couple of points, five or six points. And the reality of this team now is that those spreads are going to be closer. We're either going to be one or two point dogs or one or two point favorites. And when you are those things, and if you are assuming that those odds are realistically put together, you are looking at coin flip odds of winning every game. And anyone who's ever taken a basic probability class knows that flipping a coin eight times in a row theoretically is going to lead to a, you know, four and four, four going each way. 
but could lead to stretches of, of, of all in one direction, all losses and all wins. And the reality of this Nets team is if they're not hitting their three-point shots, which right now they are not, they have, there has been some serious three-point regression by a lot of the players uh, that have come here from the trade, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Cam Johnson, uh, Doran Finney-Smith, all of those guys have seen three-point re- regressions. We are not going to be able to win all of those coin flip games because as <laughs> March Madness shows us every year, the reason that any NBA team or any basketball team in the world is able to win any game is because of three-point shooting. And if we're not hitting those shots, we're certainly not going to be able to fight against the best teams in the league. And we may lose those games against teams that are closer to our level. But at the end of the day, when we are looking forward, whether that is to the offseason or to now, the next step for this Nets team is to continue seeing what we have on this roster. And what we have on this roster is going to show us what they can do both now in the playoffs and into the future over the course of these next couple of games, because there is going to be a gut check. There is going to be a reality check after a four game skid and fighting back against teams. One that we're better than and two that we are close to in the standings is going to be absolutely important, but there is certainly no reason to look at this stretch and say, Oh, flunk out, tank out. There's no reason to play the rest of the season. At the end of the day, that's just echo chamber reactionary nonsense. Well, I think if you look at the schedule too, it's likely the Nets will be favored in like seven games in a row after the next two games. <laughs> you know, so that that's what I was saying before. I keep, I think we, you said we had the schedule. You, you yeah, know, I yeah. just said to Alex, throw yeah. it up. Okay, so, I mean, this is important. And I know you guys want to look ahead to the off season. I know you guys want to tank. Like I'm just looking at the comments on YouTube right now. Uh, you know, some people are saying, "Hey, miss the playoffs." Some people are already, you know, talking about who to draft or, um, you know, who to add to this team. Hudson made the joke about Trey Young, but listen, this is the last stretch here. This is the last five, ten, or yeah, ten games. Um, they have the Cavs again tomorrow. And I would hope that the Cavs have a wonderful time in New York City today and tonight. It's a little warmer out. Um, Guys like Karis LeVert, Jared Allen going back to their old stomping grounds. Donovan Mitchell is from the area. I hope he has a blast. And maybe the Nets can steal one from the Cavs tomorrow. Then Saturday, they go down to Miami, party in the city where the heat is on. World Baseball Classic is over, but the Nets are coming to town. And the Heat are battling. They're only a half game behind us. That's a big matchup right there. That's for respect. That's for the standings. And uh, the Nets own the season series against them. From Miami to Orlando, staying in Florida, the Nets absolutely can and should beat the Magic. Then they'll come home to host the Rockets. They absolutely can and should beat the Houston Rockets. Then you've got the Atlanta Hawks, who are jockeying for a position, but most likely going to be a play-in team. Should be able to beat them. Who knows? Um, but this stretch of home games coming up, you, you've got four in a row where it's Rockets, Hawks, uh, the Jazz, they should be able to beat. Timberwolves, I think they can beat too. They went and beat them in Minnesota, took overtime. I bet Ant-Man is ready to go Anthony Edwards by April 4th, but who knows. And then the Pistons, the Magic, and with the 76ers, you know that could be the team we face in the first round. That's the last game on April 9th. There are some winnable games, and I think that the Nets can control their own destiny some. Robin alluded to the fact that they were not favored. If you're a gambling man and you look at the spreads and the odds, honestly, I was betting against them. Um, the only mistakes that I made in betting against the Nets was expecting like Mikael Bridges to be an automatic 25, 30 uh, points to hit threes. And yeah, they're struggling to knock down threes before they were struggling to rebound. When you watch that Kings game with Zabonis and then you watch the Nuggets game uh, with, with Jokic, like 
they're not going to be able to rebound with these guys. We haven't won a game since we let go of Nerlens Noel. And they brought in Moses Brown, and there's a clear weakness there. Shout out to Dayron Sharp last night getting to play 20 minutes and put up 20 points. I think I'd rather see that young man get the opportunity the rest of the way because, like Hudson was saying, this is a tryout. This is these guys putting um, film together to be on this team next year to stay here. And I think as fans, we got to kind of taper our expectations. We got to kind of just, like, get back to reality. This team was blown up. And when it was Katie and Kyrie and all the nonsense with them being out of the, the lineup for injury or Kyrie being out from suspension or vaccine mandates, Everybody wanted to talk about chemistry and will they have enough time to gel? And they never did. This team is trying to find their chemistry, trying to gel, trying to figure out who is who and what is what in this last stretch. And I saw someone in the chat say, like, no way they can beat Boston or Philly or whoever in a series. No shit, Milwaukee. We're not expecting them to go and win a series. We're not expecting them to get out of the first round. I have set the bar where I've been saying this on WFAN. I've been saying this on talking nets, the bar for me that I'd like to see these guys get to. It's not set that high. It's set from last year's team with Katie and Kyrie. I just want to see these guys hold that six seed, get that six seed, hold that six seed and be a playoff team and not have to enter the play in tournament. Win one game. If you get the gentleman sweep by Philly, I'm cool with it. That's what we did in 2018, 2019. It's okay. Nets world. Hold on. Danny, Danny v. <laughs> right on you, you got it. Danny V writes, guys, I, I know Cam doesn't play that much defense, but we're going through stretches of no offense. Why is he not in? Look, I was beating that drum before, but Cam's kind of had some opportunities and hasn't come through. So at, at this point, I'm on the Edmund Sumner train for that role more than anybody else. I, I feel like he's the one that's brought the most consistent energy, the most consistent defense, and, and the straight line driving. Because if, if you look at some of the, the glaring flaws on this Nets team, um, obviously, like I said, they don't have too many guys that can go get a bucket, and that's not Sumner. He, he's not a good enough finisher around the rack, but they really don't have too many straight-line drivers just in general. Spencer Dinwiddie's probably the only other guy. So Sumner could fill that role. They also struggle against point-of-attack players, and Sumner can can get in there. So I, I, I'd actually kind of want to see him. Look, I, I was hopeful for Cam, but he just hasn't played that well. And, and when we talk about the schedule and everything, don't get don't get me wrong, the Nets can lose to any of those teams. Right, the, the Magic are playing well. They, they're not good enough to just chalk up a win, but they, they could also go on a nice run where, where they get things clicking and the, the three-point shooting flips in the other direction because all these guys are shooting below their percentages and they're getting good shots. You know, they had really good shots in some of these games that they just didn't hit. So you you need some of them to hit the shots. At the same time, of course, we all you know you you see Damian Lillard's comments the other day, and you go, hmm, you know, because <laughs> somebody like that, a dynamic guard, is exactly what this team needs and, and this franchise needs. But they they have the pieces to to swing something in the summer. 